we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. A sound, pro- a sound father provides for his children. A man that does not provide for his family is worse than an infidel. Paul taught men in the early church to avoid putting ministry, church, or spiritual things before the natural needs of their families. In other words, caring for those in your own family is the greatest ministry. Amen. Amen. Men tell me, man, I feel like I'm called to pastor. Really? You taking care of your family? Are you pastoring your house? You got to pastor your house first. Amen. Are you pastoring your house? If you ain't pastoring your house, then how are you going to pastor God's house? First Timothy five and eight. If anyone fails to provide for his relatives and especially for those of his own house or of his own family, he has disowned the faith by failing to accompany it with fruits. And is worse than an unbeliever who performs his obligation in these matters. You're worse than the Satanist that takes care of his family. To God. That's what he's saying. You're just a zero. A sound father not only provides financially for his home. But he provides esteem and validation for his children. A father should do more than just pass his image and likeness on to his children. He should do more than just look like his child. That's not enough. He is the head of the family. Therefore, he passes the birthright or right to be born onto his children. He passes the birthright. In other words, he approves when that child is born. Yes, that's my child. You're supposed to be here. Birthright, right to be born. You struggle with identity, that's your father supposed to tell you. No, you're supposed to be here. The birthright provides validation, direction, and security for children. A father's approval is the conduit in which he expresses enduring, unconditional love and care to his children. You don't hear about this stuff. They act like you don't need the father. I can't get amens. Yeah, yeah. Society act like you don't need the father. Automatically give them to the mama. Uh Uh-uh. In court, give them to the mama. No, you don't need the father. No, the father's very important. Where is the child going to get the approval? A mother's mother's approval is automatic. She don't get a choice. She got the milk. See, I can't get an amen here. So she's going to nourish no matter what. She's going to be there no matter what. That's mama. But the dad has a choice. He can be there or he can leave. So the very fact that he stays there shows his approval. Father's approval is the conduit in which he expresses enduring unconditional love and care to his children. Genesis 1 26 and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and then he gave him dominion. This is God making man after him. This is what a man does. A man makes his children after his image. Gives his child likeness and then the child has his shares, his dominion. So the child basically gets their stamp of approval from their father. It's more than just looking like them. A sound father validates his sons and daughters. Children should never have to search for their identity. It should be given to them by their father. Just as a heavenly father gives us validation, so does earthly fathers. We learn what it means to follow instructions By following the instructions of our earthly fathers first and then our heavenly father. Good fathers will always heed 
to good instructions so they can better instruct their own. Amen? Y'all feel like y'all get good instruction in here? Okay, that's why these men are in here. They're in here because they're subscribing to good instruction so they can pass good instruction on to their children. Many of them in here didn't have their father there. Many of them, a lot of men in here were victims of divorce. Their first marriage didn't work, whatever. And they wasn't right, wasn't saved, whatever. They, they didn't make a good decision. Now God has blessed them to be able to be in a place where they can get some information and they can make this new relationship the one, that the right one, the right way, all of that. I mean, we all got a past in here. Amen? Amen. But men come in here and they park right here because they want good instruction. And the instruction in here is great. Yes, I ain't tooting my horn because all I do is repeat words. Yes, I'm repeating what the Bible's saying here. Uninhibited. I'm not trying to hide anything from you for an offering. And I ain't trying to conform to any man's standard of how they do church. Folks do church however they want. But in here, we're going to do church based on the word. So that's just the way it is. But we want to line up. The men want to line up with the instructions so that they can instruct. I want to hear truth so I can implement truth. I don't want to blow it and leave my home like my dad left my home. I want to be there. Proverbs 19 and 20. Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end so that your end can be better than the end before you. But you know, because a lot of us in here are making up for what we went through when we were younger. Yeah, a lot of us. And we can do things a little differently. We got more insight. We have more information. So we can do things better. And this is the time to do it. That's why I'm so excited about all these young couples coming together because that's the time when you can implement it, implement these things and make it different right off the bat. Man, boy, if I could go back, I don't want to go back. But man, it's a lot I would have done different if I'd had the information. And uh, most of us in here that's over 40 would say the same thing. Amen. So these new couples that's forming, man, y'all got an opportunity. Y'all have no excuse. If you blow it, you just, you just a jive turkey. (laughs) Men, I mean, you done sat in here, heard the word everything, and you walk away from your family, you need to be shot in the back. You just don't even need to be here. You don't need to exist because you're just an idiot. Amen. There's no excuse for you, Jack. I'm going to stop liking you. (laughs) Provider. Then the man is supposed to be the protector. Amen. We in Texas, we some gun-toting brothers. That's not what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about you trying to fight for yours physically. No, protector. A sound father protects his family. He protects his family three ways. Mentally, physically, and spiritually. Ephesians 5 and 23 for the husband is what? The head of the wife. The husband is the what? Some people don't understand. Well, see, uh, the Greek word head. Head. How many of you got a head? Raise your hand. On your body. How many of you got a head? Raise your hand. Who does not have a, who's headless in here? Head. You got a head. All right. What does your head do? Your head does what? I like this answer. He said everything. Your head does everything. Your arms won't move without your head. Legs won't move without your head. Thought everything. Your head does everything. That's what a man is to a woman. Everything. 
Everything. Now, man, don't get excited. Because that's a tough job. That's a tough job. Whatever's wrong with it, you have to fix it. Whatever's wrong with the whole, you're responsible for it. Whatever's wrong with the children, it's your fault. Because you're the head. A sound father protects his family. He protects them mentally, physically, and spiritually. Not only is the husband the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the... How is Christ is the head of the church? Christ is everything to the church. Amen? Nothing happens in the church without Christ. So is the man the head of the woman. Then he goes on to say, he is the what? Savior of the body. Savior of the body. body. Y'all, this is some great responsibility for a man. For the men. But he protects it three ways. Protects his home. Number one, mentally. When life gets rough and hopeless, it's the father's job to instill hope and fortitude in his family. The father should cover his wife and children and not allow outsiders to tear them down emotionally or mentally. Did, I, did, did you just hear me? A father should cover his wife and children and not allow outsiders to tear them down emotionally or mentally. That's the man's job. Amen? Women, you having a challenging situation with your mama and your daddy after you marry, you need to tell your husband and let your husband handle it. I can't get an amen on that. I mean, you shouldn't be arguing and bickering with nobody. He should step in. responsibility. You know, everybody talk crazy to your wife and your children. A sound father does not abandon his family. A sound father does not abandon his family. Can I say it one more time? A real man, real man, don't leave. You don't leave. If you quit, you're a quitter. You quit on your family, you're a quitter. A sound father doesn't leave. You stay there. Where are you going? You going to avoid fixing it? What, you're not tough enough? You're not strong enough? Or maybe you just can't handle the pressure. Can you handle the pressure? Can you fix it? Man, I just don't know. You sure don't. Because a sound father does not abandon his family. Can I preach in here? Yeah, it's getting thick. First Timothy 4 and 4. For every creature God, for every creature of God, and I'm just reading the first part of this, is good. Meaning that God made all that he made good. So there's no reason why your children should feel they are less than good. There's no reason why your wife should feel she is less than good. And it is up to the man to continue to make them feel good. Yeah, they're going to feel bad sometimes. Yeah, they're going to have issues sometimes. But the man has to step in and say, uh-uh, no, no, no. My family's good. 
I chose this family. I chose to be here. Now, when a man abandons his family, you're basically saying that they weren't good enough. Number two, a man has to protect his family physically. God built the man physically stronger than the woman in most cases. (laughs) In most cases. Amen. This illustrates the role of protector. A sound father will fight and die for his family. He should never have a problem standing up for his family and going to battle for them. He was created to protect his loved ones from anyone that seeks to physically harm them. Amen, men? Amen. Amen. You come messing up in my house, you just going, I'm just going to bust a cap. I'm just letting you know. Yes. For my family, somebody will die. But physically, we are to protect our home. 1 Timothy 4 and 8. For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of life that now is and of which is to come. Number three, spiritually, a sound father stands on the word of God and protects his family from the enemy. He prays and operates in the authority God has given him as the head. Let me stay right here just for a second. In your home, men, your prayers have authority. When you are in your role as head of the house. Yeah. When you are in your role as head of your house, then you have authority in your prayers. Meaning that if you are in line or lining up with God, you have special authority because you're a man. The woman is not the spiritual leader of the home. So she can't pray and operate with that authority. She can pray for you. Amen. But she can't protect that house like you can. Because that's not her role. I can't get amens in here. Yeah. As I say, every woman in here, you ought to be, you ought to be, have your husband here 30 minutes early to heroes. I mean, you ought to be thinking about that three days before heroes. You're going to heroes, right? because you need him in his role so that you can get the blessings in your house you can't do it you can fast and pray and snot and bleed and everything that's not your role his role carries authority so you need him operating in authority you need him in that place so your prayer should be Lord help him line up amen now, I didn't say go tell him that. That's right. You need to line up because we can't get the blessings of the Lord. <laughs> but you ought to want him here. Why would you keep your man from this? A place where he could line up and bring the blessings of the Lord into your house. The blessings of the Lord are going to make your job easier. Because he said his yoke is what? His burdens are what? Take my yoke upon you. You're carrying the yoke of the world. You're carrying the yoke of the new world order. You're carrying the new age yoke. And that's heavy. But a sound father, from that position as the man of the home, he has authority. You can pray for your son. Oh, uh, little Jimmy, he's got a toothache. Lord bless his toothache. But your husband can come and say, little Jimmy, be healed in the name of Jesus. And he's going to have a different authority than you. Now, if you're jealous of that, then you Jezebel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you are. 
Why would you be jealous of that? You ought to be proud of that. That ought to do something to you. Be like, man, when you finish praying for Jimmy, I got a few spots I need you to lay hands on. Shoot, man. Why you want to be married to weakness? That ain't how you do it. Let me do it. Let me pray for him. Oh, Jimmy, and touch him too. Touch Willie too, because he, I know what he, where he was last night. Why would you want all that junk and confusion in your house? You don't want a man with power and authority? The man prays and operates in the authority God has given him as the what? The authority God has given him as the what? The head. That authority is what he prays and operates in. He rebukes and reproves wrong actions and principles. He fights for what is spiritually right and stands for truth, even in the face of adversity. Furthermore, he avoids spiritually dangerous alliances and decisions that will allow Satan access to his heart and home. Matthew 12 and 29. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house spoil his goods except he do what first bind the strong man then he will spoil his goods matthew 12 and 29 or else how can a man spoil how can the devil or one anyone spoil your goods unless he first get the strong man if the man is strong standing in the doorway of his home then he's able to stop certain things from getting in there amen now is your home gonna be perfect no because y'all in there right as <laughs> long as humans in there, stuff's going to get in there. But overall, the man ought to be able to rectify situations and fix situations so that his home can be blessed by God. Priest! God's love should be illustrated by the love of an earthly father. One of the main reasons for the enemy extracting fathers from the home is to destroy the illustration of godly love and biblical fatherhood. How can you understand the love of a heavenly father if you have not experienced the love of an earthly father? Psalms 127 and 3. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. This is God wanting to give us or use us to illustrate his love for us by putting a man in the home. And you grow up under a man. You know what it's like to have somebody provide for you. You know what it's like to have somebody protect you. Know what it's like to have someone speak over you, watch you, approve of you, validate you. Because these are the things that God does for us. But we learn it first from a natural perspective. Does that make sense? That's the role of the father in the home. Now, I ain't going 5% and saying that the man is God in his house. Uh, Sarah did call Abraham Lord. She didn't treat him like that, giving him that bad advice about Ishmael. But yeah, that's what it is. The man's identity, the man gives the validation. He's illustrating what God does for us. It's going to be hard for you to understand God's love if you have not experienced the love of a man. So I tell you, no matter what has happened with your relationship with your father, go and try to get something. Get his tie tack, get his cuff link. Something Get some part of that man because that man has your identity. Can I preach in here? Yeah. A man is doing a whole lot without doing anything. He's giving validation. 
And he, the most importantly, he's illustrating. So those of you that didn't have your father, don't have your father, you make sure no matter what, you and your wife stand together. I don't have to amen in here because I know it's just easy for folks to bounce and leave, but they're not, they're not considering this stuff. They're not understanding this stuff. Y'all understand what I'm saying? That's important. Amen. It's important for Landon to see my freckles. Because he got some. It's important for him to see my height. He get around tall people. He got to come home to me and be like, okay, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging out with Jay. Jay, look at Jay, long and tall. When you leave, short brothers, it's on. But he needs to see that. I told him, round time to grow. What age was that? About 13 or 14. I said, Landon, I just have to, I got some news for you, bro. Um, saw you out there with that basketball. Um, <laughs> think you might ought to play an instrument or something. Because uh, <laughs> it's probably going to be about the same as me. But I went through that. I went through all of that. My daddy was tall. But I flipped it. I made it to where he became like my weapon. So when people mess with me, I'm bringing my tall daddy. And he's going to beat up all y'all because he's a wrestler. He's world famous. <laughs> now you just be lying. He's he a pastor coming up to church in a three-piece suit. I mean, come to, come to school in a three-piece suit with the pocket chain and everything. <laughs> I thought you said he was a wrestler. Well, they make him dress like that when they ain't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's identity. Men need that. Your children need that. They need to see that. They need to see themselves in you. You're serving a purpose in the home, men. A sound father makes decisions based on the word of God, but does not overly spiritualize his actions. Amen. I tell the men all the time, when you make a decision, make it your decision. Leave God out of it. See that? I meant that. Leave him out of it. Leave his name out of it. Use God to make the decision, of course, but leave his name out. You don't have to go to your wife. God told me and showed me and showed me and told me. God said this and said that and said this and said that because you're going to get something wrong. And when you get that wrong, ah, did you hear God? What you going to say? Well, I thought I heard God. Well, then the next time God says something, well, baby, are you sure it was God this time? You don't want your wife checking you like that. Just say, I made this decision. Amen. Be strong in your own. This is the decision I had to make, you know, so I hope you go along with me. You know, I love you and we're family or whatever, but, you know, this is the decision that I feel like God has led me to to make. And if she loves you, then she'll agree with you, no matter how dumb it is. Yes, no matter how dumb. And if it's real dumb, women, you need to go off and find the threshing floor. Find that threshing floor and be like, Lord, I'm threshing this. Because this is some foolish. He's going to do something real dumb. Oh, God. Help him, Lord. Ah, but don't help him. Help me. Help me deal with the ignorance and the foolishness. Oh. Like them old mothers. Remember, they were just ooped. Because their husband was somewhere doing something dumb. No, but don't pick up the phone. You know what he want to do? Calling his mama, calling your mama. Oh, let him make the dumb decision and you just pray about it. Pray about it. A sound father's wife has a prayer life. 
I need to put that in here. <laughs> you see me just made an addendum. But he doesn't have to overly spiritualize his actions. A lot of times men do that because they're insecure about their decisions. They're insecure, so they don't feel like they're really the leader, so they got to bring God into it. God told me, God makes them feel better. But don't do that. Just let it be your decision. He is able to accept responsibility for his decisions and their consequences. So if he make a dumb decision and all hell broke loose, he ought to be able to say, that's my bad. But we're going to fix it. Things going to be all right. Things going to be all right. But baby, you gambled the whole mortgage. You just gambled it on that game. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's another game next week. (laughs) But he is able to accept responsibility and he keeps his family's confident in God's power. The family is confident in God's power because the man don't use God's name when he's making decisions. So that keeps God looking good. Fathers should always perform their natural duties as men first, then as ministers second. Wise management of the home preserves the family's trust in the father to provide for them. A father that has the trust of his family can lead them in worship to God. 1 Corinthians 7 and 33. But he that is married careth for the things that are what? Of Of the world. How he may do what? Please his wife. Man, you please God by pleasing your wife. Women, you please God by pleasing your husband. Amen? That that, that makes God happy. Not by how many people you pray for. Not by how many souls you save. Not by how big your offering was at your church anniversary. The home is a reflection. Father is responsible for instilling the word of God into his family heritage. This is done by being a godly man and walking in God's authority. Though we may err and make mistakes, we should always strive to what? Do our best. Godly character can be developed and shown by the way we handle our mistakes. Did you hear that? The way we handle our mistakes, godly character can be shown. The way we handle our mistakes. It is always important to do what? Keep God first. Proverbs 22 and 28. Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Summary! No one is perfect. Many fathers have fallen short of God's standard for manhood. This is due to the lack of good examples before them. Or not understanding God's role and purpose for men. It's time for us as fathers to step it up. No more excuses. It's time to change the legacy. That has been before us and recreate our own. God is calling all of us as fathers to correct what has been incorrect. To right what has been wrong. To make things different in our families. A new, look at somebody say a new. A new godly heritage is created when a father decides to fulfill his role as provider, protector, and priest. Of his home. Yeah, yeah. We've all made mistakes. And men, some of you grew up in a home without a father. Amen. Some of you, we, we got men whose wives just kicked them out that Didn't want them no more. Wives got wayward. Devil got in them, whatever. And they ended up getting divorced. And now they 
got a new family starting over. Whatever your situation was, I'm not talking about your past. I'm talking about your present. Mm-hmm. Right. Your present mindset ought to be this wife, this family, I'm staying. I'm not abandoning my home. I may have made mistakes before, but now I understand where those mistakes came from. And it probably has something to do with what happened to you growing up in your house and some inconsistency your parents may have had. But whatever it is, that's the past. And I'm preaching about the future. And the future for your family rests in the authority God has given you as the head. Does that make sense? That's what we want here at ABC. We want, we want to work it out, fix it, and make it what God wants it to be. Proverbs 20 and 7. The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are what? Blessed after him. Everyone bow your heads. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.